I was sitting there listening to Mike Florio on PFT PM right before this show. And Pay, did you know that Caleb Williams supposedly does not have an agent? I did not know that. <laughs> yes, it's a reported. He is one of the few players in the NFL that does not have an agent. Now he figures, why should I need an agent when the you know if I get drafted first? The, the the everything we have the rookie pay scale he knows he's going to get within that but I think it's I think it's a mistake if you're trying to save three percent versus the value you get even as a rookie I would think that uh, he'd want to have an agent because not only does the agent if suddenly there comes out some slanderous type talk like he's smoking weed out of a gas mask or something. Um, <laughs> There's nobody to refute it because he can't go out there and say, hey, wait a minute. So if a team's trying to drive his value down, so they hope, you know, they can grab him in the draft somewhere other than Chicago, that's uh that's quite the possibility. That's and then 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 take if you're the number one draft pick and you're rookie quarterback, you're gonna want, I would think, an agent to get, you know, endorsement deals. Coming to Chicago and Sell used cars or something. Used cars. I'll make um, make some money. Yeah, your agent mostly handles your, as you as you said, your dealings with your your team. Um, you can hire somebody else to be your business advisor, and they can take care of all your off the off the field, you know, um, extraneous, you know, dealings you got going on. Um, but yeah, to your point, it's very important to have an agent because they do fight the fights that you don't have time to fight. Um, if you, if there is somebody out there dragging your name through the mud, you know, bringing your um, your draft stock down, this is this is the fight. This is why you pay them the three percent to go ahead and handle that business for you. Um, now, Caleb, I, it would have to be something extraordinary to bring him from just to drop him from off the one line. Uh, so maybe he's just playing it, playing it that way. Yeah, I can save this 3%, you know, even though it's, you know, 3% of what they make is minuscule. You should go ahead and just let the guys do, do their job and, you know, so you can sleep a little better and not have to worry about things that's minute, so. you know. Hey. Right. Want to welcome everybody that's watching. We are already live, and it's time to for the roll in. Let's do this. Let the battles begin. Everybody, it's Dave here from Vikings First and Skull, and we have another gathering of your NFC North Roundup. Who will be king? And it's, you caught us talking about Caleb Williams and not having an agent, which is all right. That's fine. It may not may not demonstrate the smartest acumen of who you want in your starting quarterback. <laughs> but it is what it is, and we assume 
that is go- he's going to be selected by the Chicago Bears. And speaking of the Chicago Bears, we have Pay from the Bear Claw Podcast from the city of Big Shoulders, where the wind blows and they love their football. Pay. How are you doing this day, and how are your bears doing so far? You're on mute. <laughs> <laughs> My mistake. Uh, thanks for asking, Dave. I, as just like the bears, we are doing fantastic. And this, what, last week of February? getting close to the beginning of the official start of the 2024 NFL season. Um, yeah, it's all, all, all's well so far. We've had a great intermediate season so far in between the end of the football season and beginning of the next football season. Everything's turning up navy and orange right now, so loving <laughs> it. Hope is building. And speaking of building... We have the dynamic duo from Detroit, June and Foster of Bleachers to Speakers, the guys that absolutely love Detroit sports, and especially their Detroit Lions, and hope their Lions continue to build in the offseason and the draft to make them a perennial Super Bowl contender for the NFC. Gentlemen, how are you doing this wonderful day? June? I'm great. Hi. Uh, just a few changes uh, since we last talked, um, mainly on the defensive side as far as uh, coaches. Uh, a most notable is the D-backs coach went to – took a jo- another job somewhere, um, went to the Dolphins. Uh, that would be Brian Duker, uh, cornerbacks coach Dre Bly uh, was let go. <laughs> go figure. Um, the mind <laughs> the, the weakest coach, part of your team. <laughs> someone had to, uh, you know, be the scapegoat. Uh, the defensive line coach uh, John Scott Jr. was let go. Uh, the senior offensive assistant Jim Hotster was let go as well. And the senior defensive assistant, John Fox, we all know John Fox, former oh. coach, he was let go. So Interesting. Interesting. Good Foster, you got anything to add to the wonderful movings and shakings in the Motor City? Um, I mean, uh, outside of that, uh, we, we made one of our um, salary cap saving uh, moves, uh, cutting Tracy Walker, who um, had a comeback season this year. He injured himself early in 2022 um, and he, he was due 12 million dollars. So we so we saved five million releasing him. Um, and outside of that, yeah, uh, yeah, to, Trey Bly was let go, which is kind of a, you know, eye opener, but he is a. He is a name, you know, that, that we all can recognize. And um, I think the the hire of Terrell Williams, who, who's somewhere, I think defense, he's somewhere on the defensive side 
Um, he's actually a former, he was a former coach with Dan Campbell in Miami. So that's a familiar face for him. And, uh, Aaron Glenn lives to see another day. He is still, you know, he, he's hanging in there. So (laughs) that's about it Mm -hmm. as far as uh, Lions news, right? (laughs) What are these sounds? What are these sounds? Hey, hey, I'm just going to, I'm going to be nice today. (laughs) You don't have to be. Makes for good audio. Hey, everybody, if you don't know already, and most everybody does, because we're broadcasting on Vikings First and Skull, I'm Dave, normally the producer. I've been doing this for a long time, reporting on the Minnesota Vikings for well over two decades publicly through blogs and other reports, and been doing the whole podcast and streaming thing for well over five years now, uh, the streaming a little bit less, but we're going to have some fun. And in Minnesota Vikings news, uh, we don't have much of anything other than a whole (laughs) bunch of people that were scheduled to be voided and hit free agency, except for the top three of those, four, three, four, have already been done so. These are guys that they can roll over and come back on the practice squad types. So, no big deal. The news of the week was that Marcus Davenport, the defensive edge that we signed last year from New Orleans and our brothers in arms down at the Dome Patrol warned me about, who only played four full games, And didn't come back at the end of the season. His void date got extended to March 13th, the beginning of the new league year, right before the beginning of the new league year. He joins Hunter, or Daniil Hunter. He joins Kirk Cousins on that delayed wait to give time for the team to possibly negotiate an extension on those guys. So it will be interesting to see if they actually do. Now, we paid uh, Marcus Davenport a whole bunch of money. It was $13 million for a whopping four four and a half, four and three quarters games over the time period. But we wonder if we can bring him back as an insurance policy on a proven deal. We don't know because when he did play, he was damn good. But it was reported Mm. he was healthy at the end and didn't want to come back, and we worry about that, he being the type that may want to be 100%, no boo-boos, no scratches, no broken nails, no nothing type of player that wants to come back. So we don't know how that's going to work out. We have signed our first technical free agent. It was He was an exclusive rights free agent, Theo Jackson, a safety he has been re-signed this week. He'll make roughly veteran minimum for a third-year player, which is probably around a million dollars. Not a big deal. It's good to have him back. I'm glad he's back. That is what has happened in Vikings land as everybody prepares for the NFL Combine, scouting Combine, which starts next week. We love mm. the Combine. Pay, why do yes. we love the Combine? I love it just from a perspective of watching athletes be athletic. That is the only reason why I like the combine. 
Um, it is one of my bigger fascinations, just quick twitch muscles operating at a unprecedented alien type speed. I mean, it's freakish stuff like the human body is doing this. I don't believe it. It's always it, it, I get a good kick out of the uh, watching the guys bench press, watching fat guys uh, try to run a 40. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a good thing. Also, also uh, Rich Eisen, he's always doing he's always trying to you know get out there and you know show that us regular people, you know, we have no business on the field. He, he does that for us. Um, well, yeah, that's gets, pretty what much. What gets me is the vertical jump. Verticals. The guys that can hit over 40 inches, it's just amazing to me, you know, when they get up there. And then to watch the fat guys try to do it. It's funny. <laughs> yeah, you can't pass up the tail of the tape. Like, you know, you, you get these – you have in your mind how how tall someone may be or this, that, and other, and it straightens all of that out 40 times. Uh, the, the bench press, the verticals, everything is put out there. If you're a 5'9 corner, you're going to know about it. You probably mm-hmm. didn't realize Even though you were listed as six foot in college. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the tail of the tape tells it all. So that's what I love about the combine. It just It reveals a lot. Uh-huh. Foster, is there anything you like? I mean, it's just interesting to see. It, it's interesting to see people's draft stock just go through the roof just based off of just a simple workout here and there. Like it, it, it almost just trumps everything that you saw on the field for the last two to three years. Um, all based off of one, you know, a couple, a, a couple workouts in shorts, you know, on turf in the most ideal environment so it's 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 fun but it 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 makes it makes some people some money you know i agree with you wholeheartedly deservedly so or not you know yeah you see people rise and fall just because of how they measured whether it be they instead of running a 4 4 40 they ran a 4 5 instead Mm -hmm. of uh measuring 10 inch hands it was only nine and a quarter inches he's got tiny hands Right for the quarterbacks, you know arm length. I love the big round bellies, right? An arm length on a round belly needs to be at least thirty-two inches long minimum, and you want you know closer to thirty-four. And some guy comes in, he's thirty-one and a half inches. He's got short arms. He looks like T Rex. Mm-hmm. Um, stuff like that gets me jazzed up to see. And you're right, Foster, one hundred percent. It moves people up and it moves people down when it doesn't really tell you how did he play football. Right. Right. That's where you got to go back to the tape and watch the games and everything else. Um, But it doesn't tell you. All you're going to see is some, wow, this guy's an athletic specimen. Let's draft him in the first round. Well, I have a – Vikings have a history of that. I'm not sure if Foster or Pay will remember, but – I know you remember Dave. Remember P- Peter Ward? Mm-hmm. Is one probably one of the most electric fine players in college. Oh, Florida State? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Come on. Yeah. He gets some combine. He runs a four six. <laughs> Did he? he uh, yeah, he ran a horrible 40 time. And he ended he up being was, a bust though. He, he looked so bust. fast on on the field, returning punts and uh kickoffs, and he was a, a dynamic wide receiver. Gets in the combine, he runs a four six, 
and wound up being a bust anyway. So yeah. the Bengals, well, I, I remember that. Our story is uh, 2007. Red McCombs was our <laughs> owner, and Red McCombs was a cheap bastard from San Antonio, Texas, <laughs> who uh, couldn't get what he wanted, couldn't get a new stadium wow. built. So he sucked all the money he could out of the Winter Park and the Metrodome and let the team go to crap. He hired Mike Tice and just a handful of coaches. I mean, the smallest staff we'd ever had. Well, he tr- he traded. He did, the owner, traded Randy Moss to the Oakland Raiders. Well, Randy wasn't pleased and didn't play worth a damn in Oakland. Mm-hmm. Um, no. He didn't play worth a shit until he went to New England the following year. But we, 2007, I went up with a, to the draft party with a buddy of mine. And it was held in Winter Park. And we sat there and we drafted Troy Williamson, wide receiver, North Carolina, I believe it was. And Troy Williamson had ran a, like a 4 2 three, 40. Dude could fly. Well, he was drafted in this to replace Randy Moss, right? Which is a big ask. Big, big time ask. And the dude could run. I mean, he could fly. But he had one problem. What's a wide receiver supposed to do? Catch the ball. Catch footballs. Troy Williamson couldn't catch a football if his life depended on it. <laughs> Not at all. The owners, all right, they'd switched. The Wilfs got the ownership, and they sent him to some eye clinics, doing eye exercises, gave him some super-duper glasses and all sorts, and it still didn't help. He dropped that football, and it was bad. But... His stock went way up because of the combine. <laughs> and and that's that's the warning fans have to take. Yeah. And every every fan base will go through it. I'm sure Chicago's done it. I'm sure they fell in love with a quarterback named Trubisky and thought that was the guy to get. And uh <clears throat> that was a low blow. <laughs> but hey, it is what it is, right, Pay? Hey man, history history's made to be rewritten every day. Yes, it is, and repeated most often, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um somebody's in trouble. Uh, now, what I really like about the NFL combine is that was is when the tampering starts. Now it's technically illegal to tamper before the legal tampering period, but everybody and their brother knows it happens in Indianapolis at the Combine. Teams and scouts are talking to players and their agents and everybody, and they're talking to other teams, and you get, whether it be at a steak restaurant after the fact and everybody's half lit and they're in the back, and then they start talking conversations of how many oranges will it take to get your you know if I wanted player so and so if I was trading you apples and oranges 
right? So they're not talking directly. They're just alluding to it. And suddenly, and then some people in the press, some with more access than others, gets wind of this, right? Whether it be, hey, the Vikings are looking to trade up to New England with, at the number three pick. It's been reported this week that the Vikings planted the seed down at the Senior Bowl in Mobile. Will they consummate that marriage in Indianapolis? We're getting stuff like that. And it goes across the league. Everybody's talking to everybody else. And it's those rumors that come out, those premonitions of somebody knowing that there's something already been done so that when the legal tampering period comes up, everybody's already talking and, yeah, we're going to get this free agent and that free agent, blah, 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 blah. And as soon as the bell strikes, three minutes later, Chicago signs this person for $60 million on a two-year deal, blah, 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 blah. And they're like, how can that be legal, right? There's no way. It takes more time just to write up the contracts than to uh, make it public like you did. And it's all because it happens in Indy. That's what I like about Indianapolis and the NFL draft combine. Mm. So, but who knows? Now, pay, you've had, uh, I heard that Eberflus gave your coaches the directive to coach to your players' talents today. Does that mean you're keeping fields? <laughs> no, that does not mean they're keeping fields. <laughs> um, I don't think that uh, that is anything more than just, you know, what, what do they call it? Eye water or eyewash in, in, that, in that frame. They're just saying, saying things that the public wants to hear. What a press conference is for to get the word out to the public, um, endure some um, good vibes going on. That's all Ibraflus is doing. Hey, guys, I want you all to do your job. Right, boss? We will do our job just because you said so. Um, no, that doesn't, that doesn't point the Bears in any, any way, shape, or form to where their, their decision will be, the most important decision of the offseason. Um, if I had to guess which way they're leaning, it wouldn't have to do anything about what happened in their press conference today. It would be more so about what's going on with Justin Fields' um, social media activity over the last 72 hours. Yeah, we saw that uh, online that he uh, discontinued his Instagram, deleted everything. Does that mean he expects to leave the Bears? I would, I would agree that it is probably moving in that direction. If he's got that opinion, um, if he's got that opinion, I would not, uh, I would not assume that he's got that opinion. He formed that opinion on his own. I think that his agent is hearing, hearing things from the, or not hearing things from the, from the Bears, and a non-answer is just as good as an, as an answer, right? Um, I think those type of things have led to the uh, social media divorce for uh, Justin Fields. Um, he went on to a teammate's 
podcast yesterday or the day before. I, you know, I'm moved my days uh, jumbled up at this point. Um, and he explained his uh, explained his decision, and it sounded like to me like yeah, he's he's trying to make his peace with it. He's trying to just unplug and recalibrate some things, and you know, move on to the next chapter of his life. What I had heard he'd basically said was he was unplugging from social media from anything other than friends and family. And that's what he was going to use it for. He wanted to get away from the football side of social media because it was added yeah, stress then, he didn't need. Yeah, then I, um, which is excellent <laughs> journalistic work from EQ, EQ St. Uh, Brown. Uh, he he grilled him on that, so he went he went through it and said, "Hey, you are still following the NFL, even though you said you aren't. You are still following some Atlanta Falcons players, so not a total disconnect from football, just uh. a disconnect from Chicago. So <laughs> that would that would lead me to believe that there is uh, he's he's trying to make his peace with it." Not bad. I look forward to when Kirk Cousins does the same. Uh, I didn't say that. Anyway. Who said that? <laughs> uh, we'll find out. Now, speaking of Kirk Cousins, I want to bring him in. There's talk this week, been reported, that he wants a fully guaranteed contract, which I have no doubt he's gotten the last two were fully guaranteed, that he is looking for a minimum two years, but with like three-year fully guaranteed contracts. And Minnesota is saying no. <laughs> so they're at an impasse. Whether they figure it out between now and March 13th is a different story. We don't know. For our fan base is split. How about half of them, maybe a little bit less, want him back desperately. Uh, everybody else wants him to good luck, wish him good luck. And wherever he goes, and hopefully he, you know, lives up to his potential and plays just a little bit better than 500 football like he has up until now. So, that's sort of interesting. I don't know if it's going to happen, There's which leads into the other sticking point, which is Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson has been the hot topic for the last week. Solid. From the things he said over at um, Radio Row for the Super Bowl all the way up until even yesterday on when we did a show on theoretically doing the exercise of trading Justin Jefferson, there was the whole idea that the Wolfs do not want to pay fully guaranteed contracts. I did a show last Sunday on two old bloggers about I'm betting the Wilfs don't want to guarantee a three or a five, especially a five-year contract where it's 100% guaranteed. Because if it's 100% guaranteed, that money needs to go into escrow straight off the get-go. And if you've got a five-year $185 million contract, that's $185 million in cash they got to come up with. Even though they are billionaires... Most of their money's tied up in assets. 
right? Most billionaires are that way. They don't have that sitting in their couch cushions to say, hey, no problem. So yesterday we did an exercise, mock draft exercise, where we traded him to the Patriots to get the number three pick. That way we got the best of the three, top three quarterbacks. We think there's top top four-ish, if you include J.J. McCarthy. Um, did, did you say you got the best of the top three at, at number three? At number three. Oh, that we have a choice of whoever's left of the best. Okay. We figure there's top three. That's Caleb Williams, Drake May, and Jaden Daniels, right? We've is consensus top three quarterbacks coming out in the draft. JJ McCarthy's generally moved up into that top four, been good. Hey, he could be that high. And then you get Bo Nix and um Penix. Yeah as the other two in the top six. And then Spencer Rattler's working his way up. And as Foster said, these guys could really do move themselves up in the NFL scouting combine next week. Throw beautiful passes to wide receivers they've never met. Measure with big hands. You know, run a 40 faster than people expect them to. Measure, you know, hey, he's not six foot one. He's actually six foot two, right? Things like that can move their stock up. So, Anthony Richardson. Yeah. I was going to say that. It's exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And so that's what makes next week so fun. And if I encourage everybody, all the fans out there, if you have NFL Network or NFL Plus, and I think ESPN's doing it too. They're doing live coverage. Just turn it on in the background and watch and catch. You'll catch, you know, oh my God, he ran a 4240, you know, type deal. And he's an offensive tackle that weighs 310 pounds. Hey. <laughs> um, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. But that's that's the big news in Vikings land. Now There's other news I'm hearing. There's certain teams within the division that want to trade for, or not trade, but to sign and woo, woo and sign, Daniel Hunter. Would you guys know what teams those are? (laughs) Is that a trick question? Mm -hmm. (laughs) The Packers? I'm hearing Packers, Bears, and Lions are all interested in Daniil Hunter. Well, yes, all three of them have a could definitely use an upgrade at at edge or at a D end. Yes, you, I agree. Mm-hmm. So, well, that brings us to our uh, probably our final segment. But before I get there, I want to hit some music. So I have a marker. I do have a deal that no, I don't have it set up to put a marker in here. Um, so we can pay some tribute or uh, we appreciate you guys listening to the ads that are about to be next because they are what generate us some beer money or in my case, whiskey money and whatever Foster looked like he was enjoying. It gives us that up. Rose, yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a champagne and wine sipper, yeah. Okay, uh, but it gives us the opportunity to do that. And with that, I want to make an announcement real quick. As we roll into 
2024, uh, the head folks at FFSN let us know today that our podcasting host, Megaphone, is ramping up, and they get a ton of money for doing ads for politicians. (laughs) Well, at Fans First Sports... We want nothing, <laughs> nothing to do with politicians. I can't think of a lower job description um, out there. Uh, I don't want to hear about it. I know when we're talking football and you're talking football and you want to talk Vikings, Lions, Bears, even the cheeseheads oh up in Green Bay. You don't want to hear vote for Schmuckatelli who's going to ruin and take more money out of your pocket. No. Right. <laughs> Fans First Sports said nope. they've already determined there will be no, no political ads on our network. So if you hear one, let us know on any of our shows so we can up it, up the deal. There will be no political ads. We're going to stick to sports and all the normal ads that you hear on a daily basis. But we do appreciate those ads. And we'll be right back after this. And we're back. I should have faded that out instead of cut it abruptly. There's a... Hey, live and learn. Hey, I'm a producer, but I'm not the greatest producer in the world. Hey, you know, we're all, uh, it's a, it's an on the job training, Dave. That's, that's it, man. Just, just let them know that. Um, I did have one question. Is Schmuckatelli an actual politician? Somebody? <laughs> oh. Wow. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. I'm sure you can find him somewhere, probably in Wisconsin. Um, <laughs> oh, that makes sense. That tracks. <laughs> I have no idea. Well, all right. We've talked about the news of what's happening with each other's teams. And when I looked at Green Bay's, not to leave them out, I'm not seeing anything spectacular happening up there, anyways. Um, and of course, here come the popo. There's. Uh, <laughs> We brought up Green Bay. They they said no. I got that. So um, we've talked about what's happening with the teams. We talked about the NFL scouting combine, which starts next week. But we what we haven't talked about is the draft. Everybody, every fan base I know across the league, doesn't matter if you're in the NFC North, which we, of course, think is the best division out there. Or you're in the AFC West, the AFC Central. I mean, you can find all the AFC Central stuff you want on uh, Fans First Sports Network. They're dominated by the Steel Curtain Network. NFC South with the Dome Patrol, and there's uh, all teams are representative, but the Dome Patrol I've talked to and personally like, even though I don't like the team. They're all there, and all the fans are talking about one thing, the draft. And they're mocking the draft. So, who 
seems to be the most mocked player in your draft position as of now, whether it be, what is it, June, you guys are sitting at what? 20? 29. 29. 29. Okay. At 29, who is the consensus draft pick for you all for Detroit? <sighs> There's been so many. It's, uh, I've seen several places. I forgot the, uh, I'm very horrible at name. It was a, a defensive end from Washington. Mm-hmm. That, that name keeps popping up. Uh, for a while, it was uh, Quinya Mitchell, Mitchell, but he's seemed to moved up the draft boards without even a combine. So go figure with that. So um, just hearing a bunch of uh, it's it hasn't been anybody that consistent lately. Like yeah. I've done mock drafts with the simulation so many times and uh, there's not a one that's there all the time. At first it was that defensive end from Washington though. Okay. Which we did uh Tyler Fornes, partner of mine did a whole skull search draft mm-hmm. profile on him along with another edge. Is there is is it all right, if it's not stuck on one player, is it stuck on a position? I.e. It, like it, it changes position. It's either defensive end, corner. Okay. That's consistent. That's very consistent. And uh matter of fact, um the corner out of Missouri has shown up a lot lately. I forgot to show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He his name has been popping up a lot lately, the past couple weeks. On mock drafts, so yeah, I take that back. Yeah, Ooh, interesting. Yeah, pay other than round or other than the first pick, which we all assume is going to be Caleb Williams. Selection at number nine. Is there a consensus? Is there you know a relative? Hey, fifty percent are selecting player A. The player that's been getting a lot of buzz right now in mock drafts for number nine for the Bears lately, um, and this is when I say lately, I mean like the last handful of weeks, uh, Brock Bowers out of UGA. Um, I, I he, He's not my pre-combine crush by any means. Shout out to Delton Vincent. Um because I don't, I don't want the Bears. I, the Bears have a lot of holes to fill, and we already just gave our inhuman, freakishly athletic tight end Cole Komet a long-term deal last offseason. I don't think drafting another, you know, stud of a tight end in the top ten of this draft is the right move for this team at this at this juncture. Um, so. But to answer the question, yeah, that's the name that's that's percolating that's pretty popular right now. Another name that that is not as popular lately in mocks um, has been Neighbors out of LSU. Um, I personally, I am not one for drafting a wide receiver that high just because our general manager's track record with wide receivers has been 
I can't say the word on you know, on Dave's channel, but if you've heard it on my channel, I've, I've used the word and it's just it's synonymous with not Crash. good. Um, not good. I, it's a little it's a little stronger than that, Dave. A little hasn't met, <laughs> hasn't met expectations. Yeah, let's let's stay there. Has it his his ability to scout and judge and acquire wide receivers has not been the best. Um, and it's, the list is too long to even name. He went out and got DJ Moore, who had a career season. Excellent. But that's one out of like seven misses. So if he was playing baseball, his batting average would be below 200. So I, for that reason, mostly I'm a, I want him to leave the wide receivers alone. Go get the wide receivers, that, you know, later on the rounds. You, I mean, you did miss – you did – you drafted a wide receiver, Tyler Scott, in the same round as Tank Dale and Puka Nakuil. Last draft, how about we get better doing, you know, not missing out on those diamonds in the rough? Let's not – let's go grab some um, – let's grab one of those tackles at nine. You know, let's not let one of those guys get, get away from us. That, that would be my dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you got the big round bellies on the edges, both tackles left and right, that sets mm-hmm. you up for future success. And that's one thing I'm happy about with the Vikings that we do. Um, God, that would make you guys tough, tougher. So interesting. I, I did want to uh, elaborate a little bit on the, like as far as the Lions mock draft. Uh huh. Um. It, it's it's obviously tricky for us because we're at the whim of kind of everybody else in the first round. Um, so we kind of get what's left over. But um, I have seen a carousel of different cornerbacks. Um, I've seen and this is a guy that I thought would probably go a little bit earlier, but I have seen some mock drafts lately with um, Kool-Aid McKinstry dropping down, uh, dropping to that late first round to us. Um, it looks like uh, like June was saying that Quinion Mitchell's stock is going up. Um, I've seen Nate Wiggins go uh, from Clemson go above him. And Cooper DeJean, I think, is going to go anywhere from middle to late first round. Um, so it, it it does leave uh, Kool-Aid McKinstry possibly falling to us. Um, and I, I have seen the, the Missouri guy, Rackenshaw, I believe his name, as well at corner. But it looks like I've seen more corner than edge rushers just because I think the edge rushers are going to go um, like your chat. Well, yeah, you chop Robinsons, your your verses. Um, what's the guy? I can't remember the other guy that we, that we just um, broke down the other day um, from Alabama, but um, I'm seeing them going a little uh, earlier than than our spot. So, yeah, interesting. Well, for the Vikings at Dallas number, Turner. at number eleven. And I hope this changes. But at number 11, the consensus pick is more of a position, and it's edge. Because we don't know what's happening with Daniil Hunter. Hopefully we bring him back, but still, we need somebody opposite him. Because all we have right now is an undrafted rookie and a late-round draft pick that's on as an edge rusher. So that's it, too. We need edge rushers. Um, Foster, you was referring to Dallas Turner. Yeah, yeah, I could not remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's who it was. Yeah. Well, our top two mocked people. Number one is Jared Verse, and the second is Dallas Turner. Third one is Laatu Latu. We did a profile on him. 
Yeah, and of course, he looks very, very promising as long as his medicals check out. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. NFL ready. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's got, he's got like eight different counters. And yeah. most vets don't have that many. So <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see where the Vikings, if they take an edge at that spot, um, it's interesting. Shy Town Vikes talks about Hunter's going to want twenty five mil. Yeah, Shy Town, I think he's going to want that. I think he might settle for like twenty two, but we'll see. Um, Shy Town, what? Shy Town Vikings. So one of our fans <laughs> obviously lives in Chicago. There are Vikings fans in Chicago. I There's Packer fans in Michigan fans. and uh-huh. Bear fans in Michigan. Uh-huh. It's kind of sickening. Yes. It's kind of uh-huh. sickening. I agree. I agree with you, June. I'm a little. I'm my stomach's not doing too well right now. <laughs> um, but that's where if we stay at number eleven, they have us taking probably the best edge. Now the whole idea is that we don't stay at number eleven and we trade up and get our quarterback of the future, which leads to our dream picks. Now knowing where we all stand, I'll lead it off. As the Vikings, our dream pick is to move up into that top three so we have at least one of those top three quarterbacks available to us and we pick, select our quarterback of the future. That's what we want. Uh, Whether it be Drake May or Jaden Daniels, because we think Caleb Evans is going to Chicago, where most likely he'll be ruined like every other quarterback that went to Chicago. Um, He may not be, but that's a possibility. Speaking of Chicago, pay other than Caleb Ev- or Caleb Williams at number one. Who's your dream selection at number nine? Or is it we make trade a trade? Down? No, we are not trading down. We did that twice last season, and I am the jury's still out on what that what the what how that how that grades out. Um, you don't trade down two years in a row from this position. They just don't do it. Um, so excluding the number one pick, I would hope, I would love for the Bears to trade that outstanding asset that they still hold on to and get another first-round pick, take that pick, package it with the number nine, move back up into the top five and draft um, and make sure they do not get the best tackle off and make sure they don't miss on the best tackle on the board. Gotcha. You want to go with the big round bellies. Love that. Foster, what's your dream pick at 29? And welcome to drafting in the 20s. I know it's been decades since that happened, but welcome to joining the crowd. So this is a dream pick at the spot where, so are we being real? At the spot you're at, unless you're talking about trading up. You know, with me, it's we're going to trade up because we want the quarterback of the future. Yeah, yeah. As far as the dream pick, if we were trading up, I would say, I would say Dallas Turner. Um, I feel like he can be that next Will Anderson type that I would have loved to have. Dr- I mean, of course, Jameer Gibbs. You know, no, no, no gripes there. Um, but yeah, I, I think that Dallas Turner it could be the next mold of a Will Anderson type. Um, and he's obviously a linebacker, but at the hey. 
at the edge position. Looking for um, Mark Pay. The Jared Verse um, out of Florida State, who's a an actual defense alignment edge. So mm-hmm. between between those two. I uh, wouldn't be bad. Wouldn't be bad. I think his I, name's Jared. Yeah, yeah. I think he's Jared. It's uh Jared first. Yeah. No, uh could be. I I think they're I think those guys are gonna be good. I think those top three edges, verse, Turner and Latu, if Latu passes, it's gonna be good. So And if we don't trade up, I hope that quarterback falls to number eleven for us. Whether it be JJ uh McCarthy or one of the other two. May falls, Drake Fate. Drake May seems to be falling for some reason. Or Jaden Daniels. We'll find out. June, who's your dream pick? Um, just to be different from what Foster says, um, it would have to, it would certainly have to be a trade up scenario because there's no way this person would be a 29. But I'm I'm thinking someone along the lines like a Nate Wiggins, uh, the corner out of Clemson. Uh, uh-huh. I think Probably the best corner in the draft. Uh, we won't see him unless there's like something magnificently done in the front office. And I, I'm we're talking like moving way up because he's going to go very fast. So that would be my dream pick, um, Nate Wiggins. Just uh, if if Foster hadn't have said Dallas uh, Turner, I would have said Dallas Turner. Uh, Nate Wiggins isn't bad. It's one, of, it's one of the players we've featured as well already. It'd be a nice corner to have. And the it's Vikings may be interested in corners. We don't know yet. Purple guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, interesting. Interesting, interesting. That's good to know. Now, I want you guys to track over the next few weeks as we get closer to the draft who, you know, where the the mocks go because it's it's a fluid thing. I got a buddy that posts it, you know, from when they start in like January after the season starts. Who's got all the all the momentum going for him? And it's like a flavor of the week, you know. One week it's this guy, next week it's that this guy, and it and it, and he does a a squash graph type deal, layer cake graph, and you see people move up and who gets popular, who doesn't. So. The NFL scouting combine will be a big chunk of that, so we'll find out. Delton, yes, I'm always drinking. Generally during the show, it's one of my sticks. I find it works. <laughs> I all usually have one. That's about it, sometimes two. But it keeps me relaxed and talking and little, hopefully a little less verbal pauses. Generally is what I found out for it. Now, I don't know if Pay, June, or Foster have ever tried that as a hack. But it's a hack that works for me. Yeah, I've uh, brown brown bag pay has made an appearance uh, <laughs> on some of my uh, some of my shows. Yeah, it's it's happened. Uh, a buddy of mine, Gary, asked, "Are we going to do more shows?" Gary, we plan on doing this once a week, all the way through. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know if we'll we'll lessen that during the summer, but we'll find out when things get really slow. But we need a, we need a Green Bay affiliate. We need a Green Bay affiliate. We need somebody in the middle we can pick on. Is what we need. <laughs> and uh, but it is what it is. 
Uh, June, what have you got going on at Bleachers to Speakers, and where can we find you? You can find me and Foster's show on Motor City Metrics uh, on YouTube. You can also find uh, some 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 great some great feature player uh, profiles on Bleachers Bleachers to Speakers on YouTube. You can check us out on all podcast streaming uh, platforms. Uh, <laughs> Bleachers to Speakers and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Foster. <laughs> yeah, we're uh we're we're doing we're 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 deep into our uh, draft uh, type stuff, and um, we'll be doing uh, some free agency stuff as well. But yeah, we're we're breaking down a couple players per week at this point, so we're uh, ramping up, and it'll it'll get even more interesting next week when the combine is here because that'll give us a whole new perspective on these guys because um, we're kind of working off of maybe some dated, you know, times and, and, you know, measurable. So this will, the combine will definitely give us the most up-to-date, up-to-date stuff. Hey, what have you got going on at the Bear Claw podcast? So we just published a, well, actually, no, it hasn't published yet. It should publish within an hour. So of our offensive off-season grades from 2023 and our franchise tag primer, who on the Bears would get likely get the tag, who do we want to not get the tag from other teams, our wish list, if you, if you will. And we have a little deep dive on the Justin Fields social media um, gate, let's call it Instagram gate of 2024. <laughs> Uh, we, you know, it's a pretty long show for us. We usually keep our shows in the 45-minute range, but this one's going to be a little over an hour, so it's a good listen. Check it out. Um, and we've also got another installment of our series that we're doing all offseason, Caleb versus Justin. That should be coming out early next week. All good listens. Hashtag DBC, the Bear Cloud Pod. Everywhere you get your pods, YouTube music, because Google Music is going away, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube at, at the Frustrated Chicago. Check us out. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, over on my side, we have Drake May coming up tomorrow on a skull search. It'll be later tomorrow afternoon. And we're going to be talking about Tyler, my partner's favorite quarterback in in the draft, even above Caleb Williams. Drake May, he uh, on his grade scored a little bit, just a tad bit more than Caleb did, and he would love to see him. I think I'm comping uh, the Chargers quarterback to him, but we'll see. We'll find out, and it'll be tomorrow late afternoon. Everybody that's on my crew, continue to watch. You'll get the notification. We'll come on. And then we have two old bloggers, which is me and Darren. On Sunday, and we break down the big stuff like we did with the escrow money and Justin Jefferson. So if you want to get in-depth on that and why it may be a sticking point, watch two old bloggers on Vikings First and Skull. And, of course, you can catch it all on our podcast feed, anywhere you get podcasts, and over on the written side of Fans First Sports Network. We're all there. Gentlemen, what do we say? 
Jude, have you got that lion sounding any better? No. Somebody else is using that, too. Got another lion show up here. Yep, I've heard it. Uh, yeah. Pay, what do they say in Chicago? We say bear down. And we say in Minnesota, skull vikings. Like, subscribe, and rate us on your favorite podcast aggregator. Thank you for listening to this NFC North group effort on the Fans First Sports Network. This has been a The Bear Claw Podcast. Bleachers to speakers. Vikings first and skull. And of course, the Fans First Sports Network production. Thank you for listening.